Welcome to The Outpouring with Executive Pastor Bob Oliver of the New Covenant Church of Philadelphia. I'd like to read the scripture for you this morning. It comes from Proverbs 2, verse 1 to 9. Proverbs 2, verse 1 to 9. It says, My son, if you receive my words and treasure my commands within you, so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding. Yes, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding. If you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He's a shield to those who walk uprightly. Then you will understand righteousness and justice, equity and every good path. He guards the paths of justice and preserves the way of his saints. And may the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word. Um, I don't know how many of you are on uh, social media, but if you are, there's a, an app called TikTok. Anybody heard of TikTok? All right, we're, we're aging ourselves right now. So let me, let me, let me tell you what it is. It's a, it's a new app that all the young folks are on, the, the kids are on. And they're on there and they're, they're, they're making videos and they're dancing and they're, they're sharing their experience. And there's a lot, always often uh, music playing in the background, right? And it's super popular. So I, I don't need to see all of you trying to get on there, all right? Facebook is good for y'all from there, all right? But there's a phrase that has, has come forward in the last, you know, uh, recently that, that's, that's had a craze. It's, 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 I, I understood the assignment. It's used to death on social media, and here's why everyone is saying it. The, the, the slang term is a popular way to praise someone who's going above and beyond to do a good job. So when, we, when Rihanna goes to the Met Gala and she slays in her outfit, they say, oh, she understood the assignment. When an actor plays a movie role and they, they do an A-plus job, they say, oh, they understood the assignment. If you, if you have a, a project that you're working on and you do an A-plus job and it looks good and it looks great, they say, you understood the assignment. It's, a, it's pretty much like giving someone an A-plus, like giving them a stamp of approval. Whatever they're doing, whatever they're wearing, whatever they do to the, the top level, if they come out dressed to the T, then they understood the assignment. It communicates a job well done. And there's a song that goes along with it that plays in the background. I understood the assignment. The title of my message today is, I understood the assignment. And it's fitting that I preach this message today on my father's 80th birthday because this message is partly a tribute to him because he's one who understood the assignment. If you drive on this campus for the first time and you realize 
the magnitude of what's been put together here, the magnitude of, of the ministry and what we've done over the last 39 years, the magnitude of the vision that they had to bring this thing together, then you can't but help but say, I understood. They understood the assignment. I've had to, the privilege to be able to bear witness to, to major parts of the execution of that assignment. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm 41, so I've known him most of his life, right? <laughs> and I've been watching since day one. Through years of planning, and, and dedication and perseverance. I've watched them carry out a clear assignment. On this 39th anniversary, I want to communicate to you that New Covenant Church of Philadelphia was a, a divine assignment by God. And there is no doubt that they understood the assignment. The assignment is whatever purpose well, let me ask you, what, what is the assignment? When you hear the assignment, what does that mean to you? Somebody yell up. I'm not going to bring you the mic because I might get tackled. But tell me, what, what does the assignment mean to you? The task. The calling, work. What else? Dedication. Bring souls to the kingdom. The Great Commission. What else? The execution of a vision. The mission. The task. The assignment is for us whatever purpose or plan that God has given you on your journey of life. But in order for you to successfully do what God has called you to do, you have to understand what he wants you to do. You have, to, you have to understand the assignment. Say it with me. I understood the assignment. In order for you to understand your purpose, you have to feel, first realize that it is God who has called you to it. The Bible says in Jeremiah 1 and 5, before I formed you, in the womb I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you, and I ordained you a prophet to the nations. God has given each and every one of us a specific assignment for our time on this earth. God has what? Given. God has what? Given. An assignment is given. An assignment is not created for yourself. It's assigned to you. It's given. See, when I was growing up, I was an excellent student. Because technically, I was literally an excellent person who was a student. A student is a person who's studying, right, in class or school. So I was technically an excellent student. I, I, I was a, well, technically kid. 
you know, one of those people who, the, you know, the kids who always have a, they, they find a technicality in everything that you say. Well, technically, I was one of those kids. I was a joy to my teachers and my youth ministers. I was a, 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 a well technically kid. I thrived on finding technicalities. That's, that's how you get yourself out of trouble by, by you know, well, well technically, I, I know that you told me to do this, but, but technically, you didn't say when. <laughs> My parents were not, uh, well, technically parents. They didn't appreciate the well technically. They dealt with the well technicallys with a technical execution of the laying on of hands. <laughs> and God must have blessed me so much that he, he blessed me with three uh, well technically sons over there. But even though I was an excellent student, I had, I, I had undiagnosed attention deficit disorder, and I had great difficulty remembering to write down my assignments. I used to always wonder why my friends had homework and I didn't. <laughs> like, oh, you, you got homework? Hey, uh, I, don't, I don't have homework. The reality was that the assignments were given on an almost daily basis, but I hadn't written them down. And because I didn't write down my assignments, even though they were given, I didn't know what they were. See, the assignments were given, but I didn't know what they were because I didn't write them down. So because I didn't write them down, to me they didn't exist. The assignment is given, but for so many of us, we're walking around clueless without a consciousness of our purpose because we don't realize that everything that is given isn't always received. Everything that is given isn't always received. Every assignment that's given isn't always received. The passage that we read in Proverbs 2, says, my son, if you receive my words and treasure my commands within you so that you incline your ear to wisdom. My son, if you receive my words and treasure my commands within you so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding. Yes, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding and seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk uprightly. Then you will understand righteousness and justice, equity in every good path. 
He guards the paths of justice and preserves the way of understanding. Receiving is an act. It's something that you do. It's an action word. Receive my words, the passage said. Something that you have to do. Incline your ear to wisdom. Action. Apply your heart to understanding. Action. Cry out for discernment. Action. Lift up your voice for understanding. Action. Seek her as silver. Action. Search for her as hidden treasures. Action. The receiving is the action. Anyone who's doing all these things makes for an excellent student. Right? If you're in class and you're searching for the assignment, if you're, you're, you're listening to hear what's being spoken, if you're applying your heart, if you're seeking, then you're going to be an excellent student as well. You know, because I was an excellent student. Excellent, comma, student. Because an excellent student is focused on receiving the assignment. And when you're focused on receiving from God and doing these things, the Bible says in, in the passage in verse 5, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. When you seek and when you search and when you're, when you're receiving, then you're gaining wisdom because it's given. Bible says, knock and the door will be open. Seek, ask, ask and the door will be open. Seek and you will find. Understanding what the assignment is, is the first part. But you also have the wisdom and the knowledge to know how to complete the assignment. So the word says that once you're focused on the act of receiving and inclining your ear and applying your heart and crying out and lifting up your voice to understand, asking questions, I mean, that sounds like a good student to me, right? How about you? Amen? If you're in class and you're doing these things, then th that's going to be my favorite student because I know that they want to learn what I'm teaching. And I know that they'll have no problem with the assignment. Then I will grant you wisdom and the knowledge and the understanding of how to move forward with the assignment. It says in verse 5 that he is a shield to those who walk uprightly. To walk is to do. To, to, he is a shield to those who walk uprightly. Can, can, can I get a, a volunteer? Ari, I'm going to ask my son to be my volunteer. Come here, please.
I want you to walk from here to there. It says he is a shield to those who walk uprightly. Here, can you walk back from here to there? In the journey of life, in fulfilling your assignment, it's impossible to do so if you're not walking. If you're not moving, if you're not going forward, the, the formula is written. He is a shield to those who walk. The, the, the shielding takes place as you go, as you do. Understanding enables action. Understanding your assignment enables action. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate you. That's why whenever you see someone who's inactive, and you say, well, why didn't you do it? You'll often get the answer, well, well, I didn't know what to do. Right? Why didn't you carry out this task? Well, I, I, didn't, I didn't know exactly what to do. I, I didn't know what to do. I, I didn't understand the assignment. Whenever you don't understand the assignment, you will not move forward. Wisdom and understanding, it says, then you will understand the righteousness and justice. You will understand righteousness and justice, equity, and every good path. You'll understand righteousness, how to walk. Justice, how, how to, to walk in and interact with others and the world around you. And right and wrong and, and every good path. A path is not for standing. You ever drive down the street and, and somebody's double parked in the middle of the street when they could just easily pull to the side and park? But because they're stuck in the path, traffic gets backed up. Because the path is not for standing. The path is for moving. The path is for walking. The path is for completing the assignment. The assignment is not a, a bus stop. The assignment is not where you, you stand still. The assignment is, 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 is where you move, where you go forward. Bishop said that he didn't think that he would reach the age of 42. A new covenant started when you were... <laughs> Let's see, uh, 80 minus uh, 39. 41. Right? So because of the, 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 the consciousness of the fact that he didn't think he would make it, he moved with the assignment. He didn't stand still and, and, and think about it and, and 
and continue to think about it and continue to think about it, he moves because the assignment takes movement. It takes action. When you understand the assignment, you will move. It says that he guards the paths of justice in verse 8 and preserves the way of his saints. The way. The way. The way. Not the spot of his saints, not the just where you're standing, but he preserves the way. The paths of justice. It's about moving forward and doing something. When you understand the assignment, you will move in a different way. The path is the route, the direction in which you should go, the way in which you should go, the method in which you complete the assignment. And the DNA of the assignment is often found in the lesson. I see my time, so I'm going to I'm going to speed it up. But the DNA of the assignment is often found in the, the lesson. Now, I was an excellent person who was a student, right? I, I loved going to school. You hear a statement like that and you must think that I was going to class and I love going to class and doing my schoolwork. Well, I've always loved learning I didn't always pay attention to the lesson. Amen. Class time, you know, for me was, was my time to shine. It was, it was my time to, to, to spread my social wings. It was the time for me to craft my, my, my comedy, to, to do what I love, to make the people laugh, to put the smiles on the people's faces. I was an excellent classmate. I used to make the teacher, the, the, the students laugh, and, and on occasion I, I made the, the teacher laugh. There was, there was one time that a teacher asked me what I wanted to be when I grow up. She was asking the class, it was a, a business class, and you know, some people were saying an accountant, and I want to be a doctor, and you know, I want to be an attorney. Um, uh, I want to do this, I want to do that. She got to me and I said, you know, I want to be a, a pro wrestler and an amateur boxer. And the class started laughing. And she did too. And I kept a straight face. Because now was my time to, to pounce. Because she, 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 she misunderstood the level that I would go for an extra laugh. So I said, uh, excuse me. You run around the class and you asked everyone what they wanted to do when they grew up. And they told you and you didn't laugh. But now that I've told you what I wanted to do, you laughed. I am offended. <laughs> and she said, well, I thought you were joking. And I said, well, why would you think I was joking? <laughs> See, I was also good at keeping a straight face. Um, a few minutes later, I, I found myself in the principal's office. So if you make the teacher laugh, you better have an exit plan. But, but it was my time to shine. I, I, I cut up so much in class that I didn't pay attention to the lesson at times. I didn't always remember what the lessons were. The lessons are critical to understanding the assignment. 
The lessons are critical to understanding the assignment. The other day, my son, Andrew, had an overdue math uh, assignment to do. So I was upstairs, I was working. Uh, my wife, Shavis, she was downstairs working and she called me, she said, Andrew has this assignment, could you come down and help him? I said, no problem, I'll be right there. I finished what I was doing, went downstairs. I said, all right, boy, let's get this work done. Let's see what you got here. Let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. I said, all right, I see, I see, I see. And then I went back and I whispered to my wife, uh, I don't know how to do that stuff. I didn't take that class. I don't know how to do it. I don't know if I can help him. So my wife said to me, I said, babe, I, I can't help him. And she said, all right, well, he knows how to do it because it was a part of the lesson that he was taught in class. He knows how to do it. It was the lesson. All you have to do is make sure that the answer's right. So she showed me how to pull up this, you know, this, this square root calculator on this computer. But I didn't know how to do it because I hadn't taken that class. And you know, he's in a, a, a pretty good school. They're teaching them some stuff. At 12, that I never got when I was in school. Or, or maybe I did, but because I didn't pay attention to the lesson. <laughs> but the point was that she said, because he learned it, because it was a part of the lesson, then he knows what to do. What I realized was that the DNA in the assignment is always found in the lesson. The DNA of the assignment is always found in the lesson. The DNA of the assignments will always be found in the lessons of your life. Your experiences, if you pay close attention, will give you a window into the direction that God has called you for. Bishop had a very hard childhood growing up in, in Guyana. But he was rescued in a way by a pastor who gave him an opportunity, who changed his life by changing his perspective through children's ministry. So as a result, he dedicated his life to making sure that he had ministry to children. The DNA of New Covenant is, has always been about teaching in such a way that if you're a PhD, you will understand it, but if you're a child, you'll get it too. And there's always been a focus on children here at New Covenant because it was part of the DNA of his experience. Doesn't matter what you've gone through. The Bible in James 1, 2 to 4 says, my brother, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the, the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, 
that you may be perfected and complete and lacking nothing. It's the things that we go through, the, the, the tests, the trials that work themselves and work in us so that if we have patience, they will work through us so that we will be perfect and complete in our work. And the work will be perfect and complete in us and we will lack nothing. The things that we experience, the hardships, the testing, the trials, the things that cause tears and pain are often the indicators of the assignment that God has for you. The lessons help you understand the assignment. When you don't pay attention to the lesson, you'll never understand the assignment because the lesson teaches you for the assignment. And that's why oftentimes we experience things that are so painful that we just simply seek to forget them, right? We don't, really, we don't want to remember them instead. And instead, we incorporate what we've learned. Instead of incorporating them into our journey moving forward, we, we, we stay right there with, and deal with the pain. We stand still and we, we bask in the, the pain of the experience. We, we bask in the hurt that was caused. We become angry that you had to go through the heartaches that you did. Instead of seeking a new way to change for the future. And if you can't move forward from the, pace, from the place of your pain, then you won't move forward in the working out of your assignment. It becomes impossible to complete your assignment when you're stuck in the pace, in the place where you've been hurt. Because it becomes impossible because you're, you're holding yourself back. You're, you're, you become unforgiving and you try and hold others back. And in order to hold someone back, you have to stand still and, and, and move backwards. You've never seen somebody holding someone back and pushing them forward. Holding someone back is always a backwards move, but it's a backwards move for you. The assignment that God has for you, the purposes that he has in store for you, never come easy. They're often accompanied by, by pain and hardship because they're accompanied by lessons. And sometimes it's a hassle to complete the lessons and, and do what God has called you to do. It's a hassle. I mean, hassle is a word that didn't enter my vocabulary until I, I, I was over 35. I've never heard anyone, to say, uh, anyone under 30 say, oh, this is a hassle. That's how you know that you're getting older, when, when things become a hassle. I wanted to go out and, and watch the fight the other day and uh, started getting late and I got, dressed, I got all dressed up and ready to go and I sat down and I didn't want the hassle of, of walking from the, from the front door to the car. I was just dreading that moment. Like, I don't even feel like the hassle of going from this place to that place. But the hassles come along the journey. There's some things that annoy you. That there's some things that, that push your buttons. There's, there's some things you have to work through. Hassles are a part of life. Problems are a part of your journey. Difficulties will come. Growth is often painful. 
I got three boys, they're growing fast, and sometimes they have growing pains, and they're growing out of their pants, and they're growing out of their shirts, and growing out of their shoes. And I find myself like my dad, like, these shoes, they're, they're fine, they don't need to be replaced. There's nothing wrong with him. I'm turning into my father. I'm saying the same things that he said. There's nothing wrong with these boys' shoes. But these are the things in life that you have to deal with that you, you don't want to deal with. But if you push forward, if you grow through it, then you'll go through it and get to the next point of the, the journey of your destination. You'll, you'll start to understand that assignment. See, I, I didn't say, I didn't entitle it, I understand the assignment. No, it's I understood the assignment. It's the past particle. It's the already done. Because we want to get to the point where we say, I understood the assignment. This is the work that I've done. This, these are the moves that I've made. This is where I obeyed God. This is where I moved forward. This is where I took some hits. This is where I took some hurts and some pain, but I carried them with me and he used them. The Bible says that we know in Romans 8, 28, that all things work together for good to those who love God and who are called according to his purpose, according to his plan, according to those who are called to work out the assignment. He uses those things. And when we know that the difficulties are a part of, of how God works towards your purpose, then your perspective changes and you're able to say, you're able to use those things as fuel to move you forward. Bishop always says that it's the, the kicks in life that kick you forward if you're turned in the right direction. See, if you're already on the path moving forward, if you're already on the path completing your assignment, all those kicks in life will just kick you in the right direction. The direction you're already turned in, the direction that you're already going in. They just give you some, some, an, some, an add an umph to where you're going. You might not like it, it may not feel good, but it you keep moving forward. And oftentimes there are people that we see in life who, regardless of the odds that they face, and Bishop faced many odds. And I get to talk to him on a weekly basis and ride with him and talk about the, the journey, talk about the experiences, talk about the motivations, talk about the hurts, talk about the things that he thought were meant to harm him, but those were the same exact things that God used for good. I know Pastor Bob, in, in, his, in his journey, there have been some, some points of pain for you. And he's very accomplished, but I know that it wasn't easy. But even when you're accomplished, and you have a vision, there's some things that go into working it out. I have a very special guest that I want to introduce to you today. You know, from time to time, I like to, to bring extraordinary people 
before you. And I have a phenomenal young lady that I'd like to introduce to you right now. Her name is Shannon Morales. She's the CEO of a company called Trabaja. Trabaja, you can come right up. Please receive her. Hello. Hello, everyone. And I, I want you to just share with them what you do, who you are and what you do. Hi, everyone. My name is Shannon Morales, and I'm the founder and CEO of Trabaja, your modern-day work tribe. We're a community-based recruiting platform for diverse tech talent. So we basically help upskill professionals from underrepresented communities and get them into full-time placement in tech careers. Now, I've been watching her go all around the country, making inroads, winning awards. You just won a, 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 an award, it was a grant. Tell us about that. Yes, so uh, we won Hispanic Business of the Year in Philadelphia. Um, thank you, thank you. Um, we also got awarded to Forbes Next 1000 Small Businesses. And we're headquartered right here in Philadelphia, so. Wonderful, wonderful. And, and how many people work in your organization along with you? Um, I am a solo founder, so I'm the only one working full time, but I have thousands of community members that help me on contract and freelance work. Um, the goal is this year to make enough money to be able to bring, bring on full-time workers to help me with this assignment. <laughs> this assignment. And, and tell me, what was it that inspired this part of your journey? Yeah, so I really liked your story because it reminds me of, you know, my story. And I graduated from college, you know, I went to school, graduated with a bachelor's degree in finance, and you know, I thought that my life was pretty much like everyone else's. You graduate school, you get a full-time job, you work a nine to five, you go to graduate school, and you work your way up the ladder. Um, however, I faced a lot of unconscious bias in my workplace, um, a lot of discrimination. People didn't want to see me succeed, and I just didn't know what to do. You know, I said, well, this is what my life is supposed to be. I'm following all the steps. I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to be doing, so why is it so hard for me to advance? Uh, I face a little bit of depression, I quit my job, I have three kids, and I'm a single mom. And so I just faced, you know, I didn't know what to do, and so I just had to recollect and, you know, think about who I am as a person. I asked my friends, all of my close friends and family members, I said, you know, what is it that you think that I do well? And they said, well, you're really great at helping other people succeed. You're really great at helping people find fulfilling careers. And th so that's what I set out to do. I quit my job in 2019, and I've been doing this full time for over two years now. Wonderful, wonderful. And, and she's been doing an excellent job, and she's been asked to speak all over the country on different panels, mm -hmm. sharing her work and sharing what it is that she does. What were the lessons that you learned along the way? The, the, the lessons that you experienced which inspired yeah. you in, your, in, the, in the completion and, and understanding your assignment? I learned that I can't let anyone else's perspective of how the world should be to deter me from what my purpose in life is. 
a lot of people said I couldn't because I'm a single mom. You know, they said, how are you going to quit your job and, you know, do this full time? You know, I took that pay cut, over 100K pay cut in that first year of employment, uh, self-employment. I told my kids we won't have Christmas this year, but what we will have is a lot of fulfilling conversations, and I'm going to teach them the way. So I, we did it off of $50,000, you know, that's all I had. But they understood that, and that was the most amazing Christmas that we've ever had. Mm. Um, this year, I was able to make, you know, over 3x what my salary was in just one year. And so the lessons that I've learned, thank you. The lessons that I've learned is that, like you said, those naysayers and people who said that I couldn't do it, it was just a push in the right direction to where I'm at today. Amen. Because the thing is, is that when God gives you an assignment, he gives it to you. Your assignment is never dependent on someone else. It's never dependent on the participation of someone else. When, when New Covenant was started, and Bishop tells this story all the time when they left High Street, God told him, God told them not to ask anyone to come with them. But they thought that there were some people who they needed, two persons, who they needed, one for Christian ed and the other for music. You know, if you're going to start a church, you need some music, right? And if you want to have a, a great uh, Christian education ministry, you got to have somebody to lead that thing, someone who can administrate. And so they, they thought that in order for me to move forward and do what God has called us to do, the assignment that he gave us we need these two people. And because God told them to call no one, the ones that they thought that they needed, once they asked them, and they told God that they, they said, we'll pray about it, God told them no. And it was a lesson. It wasn't just a rejection, it was a lesson. That when God speaks, do exactly what he says. But it was always also a lesson that said that there's no one who is needed to do what God has called you to do besides you. And if God wants to speak to someone and give them understanding of your assignment, then he'll speak to them. Sometimes we align ourselves with those who we want to come with us on the journey. And we feel like we're, we're pulling at people who won't, won't come. And when you're pulling at someone who won't come, usually you slow down, usually you stand still, usually you don't move forward in your own assignment. When you're waiting for buy-in from a person to do what God called you to do, then you're waiting on the wrong one. That person doesn't have the power to help you complete your assignment. That person doesn't have the wisdom to make you complete your assignment. They don't have the perspective to give you, to help you complete the assignment that God has given you. Remember we talked about perspective. God sees higher. He knows what's ahead. He knows what you'll need. So never get stuck waiting for someone 
to buy in to what God has called you to do. Because you'll just end up standing still and never getting the understanding that you need to complete the assignment. I want to I thank you for sharing with us. Thank you so very much. Whenever I see her, she's always moving, always working, always in action, always getting it done, always doing, because when you have an assignment, you have to do. When you understand, it causes you to do. To receive is to do. Today I want you to know that regardless of anything that you've experienced in your life, know that when you earnestly seek to receive the assignment, God will grant you the wisdom and the understanding to move forward successfully and be able to turn around one day and say, I understood the assignment. Thank you for joining us in service today. We pray that this ministry has been a blessing to you and your family. To give your gift of love and help keep this ministry on the air, visit nccop.church giving for all of the ways that you can donate to the ministry. Thank you so much for your generosity and God's blessings until we meet again.